Today is the 10th day of December. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. It's a brand new, sparkly, shiny, brand new week ahead of us, and the possibilities are looking really good. We have turned the page in the story of our lives, and we've also turned the page in the Word of God, and that brings us to Romans today, chapters 11, 12, and 13. We're starting a brand new translation this week as we start a brand new week, and we're reading this week from The Voice, Romans chapter 11. Now I ask you, has God rejected his people? Absolutely not. I'm living proof that God is faithful. I am an Israelite. Abraham's my father and Benjamin's my tribe. God has not and will not abandon his covenant people. He always knew they would belong to him. Don't you remember the story of what happens when Elijah pleads with God to deal with Israel? The scripture tells us his protest. Lord, they have murdered your prophets. They have demolished your altars. And I alone am left faithful to you. Now they are seeking to kill me. How does God answer his pleas for help? He says, I have held back 7,000 men who are faithful to me. None have bowed a knee to worship Baal. The same thing is happening now. God has preserved a remnant elected by grace. Grace is central in God's action here, and it has nothing to do with deeds prescribed by the law. If it did, grace would not be grace. Now, what does all this mean? Israel has chased an end it has never reached. Yet those chosen by God through grace have reached it while all others were made hard as stones. The scriptures continue to say it best. God has confounded them so they are not able to think, given them eyes that do not see and ears that do not hear, down to this very day. David says it this way, Let their table be turned into a snare and a trap, an obstacle to peace and payback for their hostility. Let their bright eyes become cloudy, darkened, so they cannot see, and bend their proud backs through it all. So I ask, did God's people stumble and fall off the deep end? Absolutely not. They are not lost forever, but through their misconduct, the door has been opened for salvation to extend even to the outsiders. This has been part of God's plan all along, and so is the jealousy that comes when they realize that outsiders have been welcomed into God's new covenant. So if their misconduct leads ultimately to God's riches coming to the world, and if their failure turns into the blessing of salvation to all people, then how much greater will be the riches and blessing when they are included fully? But I have to say this to all of you who are not ethnic Jews. I am God's emissary to you, and I honor this call by focusing on what God is doing with and through you. I do this so that somehow my own blood brothers and sisters will be made jealous and that I trust will bring some to salvation. If the fact that they are currently set aside resolves the hostility between God and the rest of the world, what will their acceptance bring if not life from the dead? If the first and best of the dough you offer is sacred, the entire loaf will be as well. If the root of the tree is sacred, the branches will be also.
Imagine some branches are cut off of the cultivated olive tree and other branches of a wild olive, which represents all of you outsiders, are grafted in their place. You are nourished by the root of the cultivated olive tree. It doesn't give you license to become proud and self-righteous about the fact that you've been grafted in. If you do boast, remember that the branches do not sustain the root. It is the system of roots that nourishes and supports you. I can almost hear some of you saying, branches had to be pruned to make room for me. Yes, they were. They were removed because they did not believe, and you will stay attached, be strong, and be productive only through faith. So don't think too highly of yourselves. Instead, stand in awe of God's mercy. Besides, we know that God did not spare the natural branches, so there is no reason to think He will spare you. Witness the simultaneous balance of the kindness and severity of our God. Severity is directed at the fallen branches withering without faith, yet kindness is directed at you. So live in the kindness of God or else prepare to be cut off yourselves. If those branches that have been cut from the tree do not stay in unbelief, then God will carefully graft them back onto the tree because he has the power to do that. So if it is possible for you to be taken from a wild olive tree and become part of a cultivated olive tree, imagine how much easier it would be to reconnect branches that originally grew on that olive tree. My brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be in the dark about this mystery. I'm going to let you in on the plan so that you will not think too highly of yourselves. A part of Israel has been hardened to the good news until the full number of those outside the Jewish family have entered in. This is the way that all of Israel will be saved. As it is written, so it also stands. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will drive away wickedness from Jacob. And this is my covenant promise to them on the day when I take away their sins. It may seem strange, when it comes to the work of the gospel, the fact that they oppose it is actually for your benefit. But when you factor in God's election, they are truly loved because they descended from faithful forefathers. You see, when God gives a grace gift and issues a call to a people, he does not change his mind and take it back. There was a time when you outsiders were disobedient to God and at odds with his purpose, but now you have experienced mercy as a result of their disobedience. In the same way, their disobedience now will make a way for them to receive mercy as a result of the mercy shown to you. For God has assigned all of us together, Jews and non-Jews, insiders and outsiders, to disobedience so he can show his mercy to all. We cannot wrap our minds around God's wisdom and knowledge. Its depths can never be measured. We cannot understand his judgments or explain the mysterious ways that he works for who can fathom the mind of the Lord, or who can claim to be his advisor, or who can give to God in advance so that God must pay him back? For all that exists, originates in him, comes through him, and is moving toward him, so give him the glory forever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, in light of all I have shared with you about God's mercies, I urge you to offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice to God, 
a sacred offering that brings him pleasure. This is your reasonable, essential worship. Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. As a result, you will be able to discern what God wills and whatever God finds good, pleasing, and complete. Because of the grace allotted to me, I can respectfully tell you not to think of yourselves as being more important than you are. Devote your minds to sound judgment since God has assigned to each of us a measure of faith. For in the same way that one body has so many different parts, each with different functions, we too, the many, are different parts that form one body and the anointed one. Each one of us joined with one another and we become together what we could not be alone. Since our gifts vary depending on the grace poured out on each of us, it is important that we exercise the gifts we have been given. If prophecy is your gift, then speak as a prophet according to your proportion of faith. If service is your gift, then serve well. If teaching is your gift, then teach well. If you have been given a voice of encouragement, then use it often. If giving is your gift, then be generous. If leading, then be eager to get started. If sharing God's mercy, then be cheerful in sharing it. Love others well, and don't hide behind a mask. Love authentically. Despise evil. Pursue what is good as if your life depends on it. Live in true devotion to one another, loving each other as sisters and brothers. Be first to honor others by putting them first. Do not slacken your faithfulness and hard work. Let your spirit be on fire, bubbling up and boiling over as you serve the Lord. Do not forget to rejoice, for hope is always just around the corner. Hold up through the hard times that are coming and devote yourselves to prayer. Share what you have with the saints so they lack nothing. Take every opportunity to open your life and home to others. If people mistreat or malign you, bless them. Always speak blessings, not curses. If some have cause to celebrate, join in the celebration. And if others are weeping, join in that as well. Work toward unity and live in harmony with one another. Avoid thinking you are better than others or wiser than the rest. Instead, embrace common people and ordinary tasks. Do not retaliate with evil, regardless of the evil brought against you. Try to do what is good and right and honorable as agreed upon by all people. If it is within your power, make peace with all people. Again, my loved ones, do not seek revenge. Instead, allow God's wrath to make sure justice is served. Turn it over to him. For the scriptures say, revenge is mine. I will settle all scores. But consider this bit of wisdom. If your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, because if you treat him kindly, it will be like heaping hot coals on top of his head. Never let evil get the best of you. Instead, overpower evil with good. It is important that all of us submit to the authorities who have charge over us because God establishes all authority in heaven and on the earth. Therefore, a person who rebels against authority rebels against the order he established, and people like that can expect to face certain judgment. 
You see, if you do the right thing, you have nothing to be worried about from the rulers. But if you do what you know is wrong, the rulers will make sure you pay a price. Would you not rather live with a clear conscience than always have to be looking over your shoulder? Then keep doing what you know to be good and right, and they will publicly honor you. Look at it this way. The ruler is a servant of God called to serve and benefit you. But he is also a servant of God, executing wrath upon those who practice evil. If you do what is wrong, then you'd better be afraid because he wields the power of the sword and doesn't make empty threats. So submission is not optional. It's required. But don't just submit for the sake of avoiding punishment. Submit and abide by the laws because your conscience leads you to do the right thing. Pay your taxes for the same reason because the authorities are servants of God, giving their full attention to take care of these things. Pay all of them what you owe. If you owe taxes, then pay. If you owe fees, then pay. In the same way, give honor and respect to those who deserve it. Don't owe anyone anything with the exception of love to one another. That is a debt which never ends, because the person who loves others has fulfilled the law. The commands given to you in the scriptures, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not take what is not yours, do not covet, and any other command you have heard are summarized in God's instruction. Love your neighbor as yourself. Does love hurt anyone? Absolutely not. In fact, love achieves everything the law requires. And now consider this. You know well the times you are living in. It is time for you to wake up and see what is right before your eyes, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The darkness of night is dissolving as dawn's light draws near. So walk out on your old dark life and put on the armor of light. May we all act as good and respectable people living today the same way as we will in the day of his coming. Do not fall into patterns of dark living, wild partying, drunkenness, sexual depravity, decadent gratification, quarreling, and jealousy. Instead, wrap yourselves in the Lord Jesus, God's anointed, and do not fuel your sinful imagination by indulging your self-seeking desire for the pleasure of the flesh. Jesus, thank you for being here with us another day with another mercy and also another opportunity to serve you and represent who you are to the world who is in need of hope, who is in need of love, and who is in need of great mercy and grace. All of the things that we have been given and freely taken help us to remember as we go through this week that there are people in need of the same things that we have needed compassion forgiveness and sometimes truth but truth always in love we give you this week that is upon us and invite you to do what it is that you long to do in our hearts in our minds, in our lives. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Jill, looking forward to a beautiful week together as we turn the page.
and I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Until then, love one another. This is Pamela, resting in the Lord in Pennsylvania. I'm calling for Ebony, God's songbird. I can't remember if that's the right way to say it. And I can't remember why I called, but God will speak through me. The Holy Spirit will speak through me to you because my brain doesn't always work. He wants you to know that you are loved. He wants you to know that yes, you were completely healed of migraines that day when they laid hands on you. And it's okay if symptoms come back, but we don't have to receive them. We can fight the enemy. It's the enemy who is doing this to us, and God has given us every single tool to live free of the enemy in full victorious living with the abundance of heaven, everything. God has made that possible through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But we have to learn what the kingdom of heaven is and we have to learn how to operate in it. He brought it down. Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven down when he came and it is still here and we are seated in heavenly places with him. I'm praying for you, sister, and it's okay. Rest in the Lord. It's okay if you get a migraine. It's okay if you still have a migraine. It's okay. It'll be okay. This is Candy Unraveled by God's Grace. This prayer goes out to Mindy in Nashville for her mom and also want to pray for all those who are still suffering from the loss of a loved one. Heavenly Father, we come before you lifting up these, Lord God, who are still suffering, Father God, from the loss of their loved ones, especially for Mindy in Nashville and her mom, Lord God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your complete healing of these who have gone before us, Lord God, who have struggled, Lord God, for so long with sickness, Lord God. Lord, you know that even knowing this, our hearts break in their presence, our miss, Lord God, their smiles and their laughter. It is for all those left behind, Lord God, struggling with their loss that we pray. Father, help them to feel your comfort as you hold them close, your strength to get them through the difficult days, your courage to keep them going, and your inner peace to know that you will carry them through until they meet again. Father God, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise, knowing that all these blessings will flow from you in this season of need. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you, my Dapsy brothers and sisters. Peace be within you. Bye. Salutations. Abba Songbird. This is his little songbird from Alberta, Canada, and I want to lift you up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now and I lift up my sister to you. Abba's Songbird. Father, you see how she's been contending with these migraines and you know for how long. 
And just as you have blessed me with the release and the freedom from migraine headaches, Lord, we believe that you have done the same for her. So I want to give you all the praise and all the glory because you are such a good father to give us such wonderful gifts and you don't take them back. They're ours to keep. So I give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Abba Songbird, anytime you feel this pain in your head rising up, do this. Claim out loud. Start praising the Lord and saying, I know you have healed me from these migraine headaches. And what I feel is nothing more than the deceit from the devil trying to give me this horrendous gift. Because that's what he gives, is horrendous gifts. Back to you so that you would claim it. Never, never call them my migraines. Don't claim it. That's not a gift you want. So you say it out loud and your ears will hear it and the demons, demons will hear it. You'll believe it and they'll run. I love you, my sister.